You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Seattle leaders to address gun violence after another weekend of shootings. Not only shootings, we had some other interesting escapades going on as well. And by escapades, I mean things that you don't normally find just stuff, just stuff, right? We're going to get into it. All right, before we do, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news for reasonable people. You're reasonable. Let's do this. All right. Seattle leaders to address gun violence after another weekend of shootings. And I have been following just some of the storylines going on out there. And this is not just Seattle. This is major cities across the United States. Um, you know, a lot of people want to blame this whole thing. Oh, well, you had the defund the police thing. Okay. A lot of this kind of violence has gone up in cities that did not defund the police. This is across the board. But when you have fewer cops on the streets because of defunding the police, it doesn't really help the scenario either, does it? I mean, it's, it's not a supporting factor there. And now on top of this, we've also got the issue of vaccine mandates. You're going to lose some more police officers. You're going to lose some more fire uh, fighters because of that possibly, probably, most likely. I don't know. It's a battle. You've got um, union leaders kind of negotiating that out right now. King County here in, in Washington basically mandated all of their King County employees. Got to get the vax. Otherwise, you're no longer welcome to work here. And that's not going over well with a lot of the unions. It's like it, it's something that needs to be negotiated, right? So just a lot of crazy stuff. And in the meantime, You've got homicide, gun violence. We've got a little hatchet action that we're going to talk about today. Hatchet, not Molly Hatchet. They are awesome, though. I saw them in 1983, and it was epic. I think they opened up for Billy Squire. I can't remember. Amazing, amazing times. All right, let's get into it. Another shooting occurred in Seattle overnight after a weekend of gun violence. A man was shot at 10th Avenue East and East John Street on Capitol Hill at 1.30 a.m. Tuesday. That's last. That's this morning, 1.30. Police said the incident was reported as a robbery. The extent of the victim's injuries is yet known. A news conference will be held 10 o'clock today. About the rash of shootings over the weekend, Seattle Police Chief Adrian Diaz and other city leaders will speak. What are they going to say? Hey, leave your guns behind. Don't shoot each other. Don't maim each other. Don't hit each other. No assaulting. No hatcheting. Seriously, what are you going to? This is a um, this is this is an optics type deal. This is all right. We got to say something because things are not going right here. No, they're not going right in a lot of cities either, right? And, um, and, and since we've had that whole defund the police, circle back to refund the police, and we need some more police officers on the ground. Yeah, so you've got this kind of perfect storm of this increasing violence, increasing homicide, and yet fewer cops to deal with it. And it doesn't look good. So we're, we're going to hear our interim police chief talk and probably the mayor and Maybe some council members who, yeah, they're not going to talk about how they were all on board for defunding the police by 50% last summer. No siree, that ship has sailed. No, we're refunding the police. And why? Well, because on Friday, a man was struck by a stray bullet in downtown Seattle as two suspects shot at each other. 
In Lake City Saturday, two people were found fatally shot in a unit in the Hill Court Apartments at Northeast 140th Street. Also Saturday, a man was hurt in a shooting following a fight in the Chinatown International District. There was also a shooting in vehicle pursuit after a fight near a Pioneer Square Club early Saturday, Seattle police said. It was a violent night in the city. We need to have additional officers out there. All right, let me, let me just read that last sentence here. We need to have additional officers out there. All right, and we don't. So, what are our lead, what are our what are our fearless leaders going to say? I'm excluding Chief Adrian Diaz from that because he's doing the best he can. I think I'm not a cop. You guys are the cops. And people watching who are police officers, and um, I see him. And how long is how long do you have an interim police chief for? I mean, we had our 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 main police chief step down. She retired, Chief Best. How long, how, how long is an interim police chief in place for until their permanent police chief, Adrian Diaz? I don't know. Inquiring minds want to know, right? The whole police thing is sometimes it's a little bit of a mystery to the rest of us. Maybe it should be. Probably, right? It was a violent night in the city. We need to have additional officers out there, said Seattle Police Department Detective Patrick Mashad said on Saturday. Seattle Police Department has been stretched thin after losing close to 300 officers over the last year. Holy smokes, that's a lot, right? All right, let's move on. So that's that's kind of your, that's your big rundown there. All right, police investigate two deaths Flurry of weekend shootings across Seattle. We're going to get into it a little bit more here. And why are we covering this on a real estate podcast? Because this is public safety and this is stuff that's going on out there and it's in the community and people kind of need to know, hey, what's going on? Seattle is an amazing city, but like any big city, it's got some problems. I mean, there are just areas where I, you know, unless I'm going there to be able to just check off and say, yeah, I went there. Probably not going to Third Avenue right now, just because probably not going to a nightclub. Talking with my girlfriend over the weekend, I'm like, I read so many of these stories and they all happen between like 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. I'm always in bed asleep. You know, I'm not out at the nightclub. It's funny how that works. If you're not outside at night, middle of the night, your odds of encountering some of this kind of stuff, they, they go down exponentially. It just, it seems like there's a trend there. You know what I mean? Because reasonable people, we seem to, unless you're working the night shift, we seem to be in bed at a reasonable hour and I miss all this stuff and um, I wake up the next day and go, let's check out the news. Good Lord, that happened? Oh, that's not good. That's literally what I think to myself. And I, I'll read these headlines to my girlfriend just because, I mean, the cat really doesn't care. So um, I read her these these headlines and... Um, you know, she cringes, I cringe, because you always cringe when you hear somebody being killed or whatever it is. Um, but this is the stuff that's going on. And I think needs to have some kind of coverage. And most people are just like, Ooh, I would rather live in fantasy land and pretend this isn't going on. All right. Let's see how that works out for you. I'd rather deal with it head on and go, I have no idea why this is happening. But it is. So know this in your head. Hey, this stuff is out there. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're doing or not doing in Seattle. Seattle police are investigating multiple weekend shootings that left two people dead 
at least two people wounded and sent officers seeking suspects in neighborhoods across the city. This continues the 2021 trend of increased gunfire, including five shootings earlier in the week. In one of these, police say two teenagers shot at each other outside a southeast Seattle school. There were 420 cases of gunfire in Seattle last year and 370 so far in 2021. Far higher than normal, Interim Police Chief Adrian Diaz said Saturday. The um, the two kids, they were shooting each other at a Southeast school. They're like 14 and 17. 14. So that's like seventh grade. I don't know. 14 is... Uh, okay, let's back it up. 17 is like a junior in high school. And 14 is less than that. How about that? Uh, two people died Saturday in the Lake City neighborhood where dispatchers received a 911 call a few minutes before 4 p.m. All right, here's an exception to that story that I just said. 4 p.m. in the afternoon. In the 3000 block of Northeast 140th, police found the two people dead of apparent gunshot wounds inside an apartment. Maybe it happened earlier in the day. I don't know. A spokesman said the shots fired endangered people in nearby units. That's as that does happen. You got multiple people living in close proximity. Gun bullets don't really know where they're going. They just whoosh, go. Police don't have plans for major change in reaction to the latest violence. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Hey, uh, if you guys could, you know, leave the guns at home and just go to the gun gun range and shoot your stolen guns there, that would be helpful. No, it's not how this works, right? The department says it's already stretched thin after losing nearly 300 officers. Only 70 patrol the city at night nowadays, compared to 110 at full staffing, Diaz said. So you're you're shy 40 police officers every single night. That's a huge number. Percentage-wise, that is a massive number that that you need to cover that when things get busy. You have as many gunshots here. I bet you the cops, they're just running around after all these shootings. I mean, that's literally basically what you've got time for. However, Diaz said he'll continue targeted emphasis patrols, Adrian Chief, uh, Interim Chief Adrian Diaz, such as extra police around nightclubs on weekends. All right. Yeah, that's annoying to me, but I get it. Beef start there and people are drunk and on drugs and then they pull out the gun and shoot somebody. It's literally how that goes, right? And that started a few weeks ago because there's so many people going out to the nightclubs right now. That meant 85 to 90 officers out Friday night or matters could have been worse, he said. Flurry of shootings began at about 11 p.m. Friday when a 32-year-old man was hit in the shoulder by a stray bullet downtown and found hiding in a Pine Street bus tunnel entrance. He was taken to Harborview Medical Center, police said. Stray bullet, where'd that come from? Don't know. Just a random shooting. Just, a, you know, just a little, just a little one off. Witnesses say the man was hit as two other men were shooting each other near 2nd Avenue and Pine Street, according to police. But no suspects have been identified. Police reported finding 11 shell casings. So I know the police talk about it and the media talks about, I forget the actual term, but it's the uh, number of shots that find their target. It's it's really interesting to run the ratios on that. I mean, some weekends you're like, oh my gosh, super high um, shot to injury ratio or shot to, you know, possible homicide uh, type ratio. And then other other nights you're like, wow, those guys couldn't shoot worth anything, right? I mean, like one out of 20 shots ends up finding its target. It's some, I'm making up numbers there, but 
it's it's crazy to talk in these terms that there are enough shootings going on that you can talk stats like that, right? At 11.45 p.m. Friday in Pioneer Square, a nightclub employee reported a fight and gunshots outside at Occidental Avenue South in Yesler Way. There were no reports of injuries, according to police. All right, bad shooting. Arriving officers pursued a car leaving the area until it crashed at 21st Avenue and, and Yesler Way. So that is about a mile and a third from this site. Two of the four people in the car fled, but were later found and booked into jail. Good. Three firearms and some spent shell casings were found in the vehicle. We were in the area, able to observe one of the vehicles leaving the scene. Because of the summer task force patrols, where half of the officers stay around hotspots, Diaz said. In West Seattle at 1.20 a.m. Saturday, police responded to a shooting report in the 1900 block of Harbor Avenue Southwest, south of the water taxi dock. 22-year-old man was injured in a fight, then shot out when he tried to run away, according to police. The other person involved in the fight was not found, according to police. During the shooting, a bullet went through a van parked along the road, missing a woman asleep inside. Just, I mean, just some nutty stuff. Later in the Chinatown International District, a 28-year-old man was shot in a parking lot at 12th Avenue South and South Main Street after a fight at a club. Seattle police said witnesses told them. Police arrived at 1.45 a.m. to find the man with gunshot wounds to the chest. He was taken to Harborview Medical Center with life-threatening injuries, according to police. Police did not report any arrests. There are so many of these cases where... The police are just spread thin and they don't have the ability to go after these guys. They can't report any arrests. People don't want to talk to the cops because so much of this is, um, you know, it's street vengeance. It's just people shooting each other over beefs. The four overnight gunfire uh, cases remain under investigation, but there don't appear to be obvious connections between incidents or people involved, said Detective Patrick Michaud, police spokesperson. It's pretty widespread. Sounds like a bunch of people got mad and shot at each other. I'll buy that. That makes sense. That makes as much sense as anything. It sounds like a bunch of people got mad and they took shots at each other. Diaz attributes, uh, uh, police chief Diaz attributes increased gunfire in part due to the COVID-19 pandemic, including the mental strains of isolation from school or work. Besides law enforcement, Seattle needs to support de-escalation groups and the community needs more mental health services, he said. Road rage, encampment disputes, and youth violence all seem to be worsening, he said. So we've got these, we've got these, we've literally got this perfect storm for all this stuff happening and it just keeps going and going and going. Human interaction is a perishable skill, Diaz said. Human interaction without shooting each other. Police assigned the cases to the Gun Violence Prevention Unit. Those officers will log data and try to recover the firearms to look for links with previous crimes that could result in tougher pro- uh, persec- prosecutions. Homicides are up 42% nationally since early 2020 when the COVID-19 pandemic hit and also rising in the Northwest. A budget report from Mayor Jenny Durkin said Durkin called for bonuses to recruit and retain officers and alternatives such as specialized triage response that sends health and social service professionals instead of police for certain 911 calls. That and a whole bunch more cops on the street and I would feel slightly better. Again, that's just me. 
specialized triage response, okay? It sends health and social service professionals instead of police for certain 911 calls. We just need some more cops. I honestly, honestly think that is where you start. And bonuses, hey, you know that whole thing we had with defunding the police by 50%? We're over that. We're beyond that. We're thinking maybe, you know, we like you, we need, we need more police officers. Would you come on board? Here's a small bonus. I don't think that's gonna work. I just want to throw that out there. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm an employer. And I think I'd have a tough sell with that. I mean, you've got to have, you got to have an employment environment where people want to do the job. And if you as their employer don't have their back, why would they want to do the job? And considering that the job is very dangerous, you could die any day on the job and your employer doesn't have your back. But you know what? It's okay. Here's a little bonus. Here's a little bonus. Can I, can I sign you on? Can I, can I send you my uh, onboarding packet? I would like to, can I send you a little DocuSign action so you can sign your life away and you know, maybe take on some more liability in your personal life than you already have. Um, yeah, because that's what we're doing. So I think it's going to take a lot more than a signing bonus. I mean, how much is a signing bonus for, to be a police officer? Is it 10 grand? Is it 15 grand? It better be. It, it probably should be more at this point in time, because you're going to it's just a tough sell. Hey, you want to be a cop? No. Well, uh, first, tell me this. What city? Seattle? <laughs> How about no? And then how about we go with uh, what city? Portland? Oh, whew, I don't know. What city? Chicago? Oh, Atlanta? Oh, no. Yeah, those are going to be knee jerk reactions, right? Nobody wants to be a cop in those cities. Period. A little signing action. Here's 15 grand. Hope you don't mind. We don't really appreciate the job you're doing, but. You know, we need to do this for optics sake. We need to do this for the look of our city because we're not looking good right now. As I'm raising, reading these stories, all right, King County grappling with rising number of homicides this year. So we just kind of just did a, a little bit on that. Let's take a let's take a, just a quick peek. After a bloody weekend in Seattle, King County Sheriff deputies said they too are grappling with a rising number of homicides. The most recent killing in King County was reported Sunday night in a Kenmore cul-de-sac when a man was fatally shot. Kenmore being, think North Seattle. It goes right up to the county border, Snohomish County border. So it's the northern portion of King County. Maybe maybe like 13 miles, north, maybe 15 miles northeast of downtown Seattle, something like that. A motive for the killing was not immediately disclosed and police continued their search Monday for the suspect. No suspect. Don't have much to go on. If anybody has any information on this shooting, please contact your local police department. One neighbor told Como News that the house where the killing occurred was being renovated so it could be placed on the housing market. The resident said since the homeowner moved out in May, a revolving number of people and cars have shown up the house at all times of the day. Mm, what's going on there? Shenanigans. Can't you just, you can feel that, right? We're seeing gun violence concentration in South King County, but no area of the county is untouched, said Sheriff's Department Sergeant Tim Meyer. We had the incident last night in Kenmore. Yep, somebody got killed. 
King County reported 24 homicides in 2020 with four months remaining in 2021. Sheriff's office has logged 22 murders so far. So we've got four months to, uh, to go. Um, is that right? September, October, November, December. See how I do that on my fingers? Whew, that is solid counting right there. Four. Um, so yeah, we've got four murders and in 2020, we had a total of 24. So far this year, we are, we're ahead of pace. We're well on schedule and ahead with 22 homicides so far. Meyer said they're always looking to attract more deputies and want to be on every corner of every community, but they can't. And you know what? A lot of these communities, and I think that at their core, they want more police on the streets, but there's, there's just this contingent of activists that just can't seem to see the correlation. And they're like, no more cops. We want to defund them. We want to put our money here while crime goes up. And so you've, you've just got this ongoing battle, right? So that's why the county is employing community policing to help quell violence in parts of the county. All right. Both deputies are asking for the public to think twice before resorting to guns. The dudes doing the shooting, they're not listening to anybody. They're just out there beefing, shooting each other. We need everyone to just slow down, Meyer said. Tensions are high and people are stressed. Whether it's the pandemic or the economy, all the stressors that touch us all, if we can, pause and let time do its job. I don't think those words are going to have any impact on anybody, but they do need to be said, hey, slow it down, folks. You don't need to be shooting each other willy-nilly. That's what I would have said, but people would have been like, what is he talking about? This makes no sense. And why is the real estate guy talking about that stuff? That's what we do. All right. We're going to finish out now with a happy-go-lucky story of a mom, a son, a hatchet, a skateboard, and another woman. That's what we're doing right here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Are we ever going to talk about real estate? Probably not. Son uses skateboard to stop woman attacking his mom with hatchet, Washington cops say. When I read this, I was like, are you kidding me? How old is this kid? 12? He's running around with a skateboard and his mom. I'm just thinking this skinny little 12-year-old is reaches down, grabs his skateboard, and cracks this lady in the head with his skateboard. No, the dude's like 40-something. I'm sorry. That's like 12 years younger than me running around with a skateboard. That's not me, but you know, I do have, I do have in my possession, I think I have one skateboard, two long boards, and something else. It's got four wheels on it and a board. I don't really know what they are. One of them is mine. One of them is mine. The rest are my kids. And we keep them because those are the things you keep from your kid's childhood. Hey, you want to take this skateboard with you? Nah, dad, I'll just leave that with you. Okay. So yeah, my storage unit gets a bunch of stuff put in it while my house is getting remodeled. And that's just how it goes. Dad, can you pay for the storage on this? I guess. That's what we're doing. Family, right? So when a woman with a hatchet started attacking a mother and son, the son grabbed his skateboard, Washington police said. The woman began yelling at the mom and son Saturday night after they picked up a $1 bill from the ground in Seattle's First Hill neighborhood. The Seattle Police Department said the woman swung a hatchet at them, cutting the 40-year-old son on his shin, police said. I have questions here. Was she on the ground when she's swinging with the 
with the uh, hatchet. Like I'm envisioning there's a buck out in front of her little busking thing that she's doing. She, you know, she's begging for money and maybe, maybe it's just out, you know, some a dollar flew out of her little, please help me thing. And um, some guy picked it up and this woman is pissed off and she's homeless on the streets and they have weapons, believe it or not. I know shocking. So she just takes a swing at this dude's shin with a hatchet. I think that's what happened. Cutting the 40 year old son on his shin, police said, because why else? I mean, you, you got to go pretty low to hit somebody in the shin, right? I mean, that's, that's less than two feet off the ground for most people. The man then struck the suspect in the head with his skateboard, allowing the two victims to escape, police said Sunday in a news release. All right. The mom is like 67. The son is 40 years old. Just the son needed to go to the hospital for his injuries. I'm sorry, 64. The 64 year old mom did not have severe injuries and refused medical attention, police said. She's a tough guy. 64. Son gets uh, whacked with a hatchet. She's okay. It's okay. My boy got him, got her with the, with the skateboard. Just a quick blow to the head with the skateboard. Officials also took the woman to the hospital because she had a head wound, police said, from being bashed in the head with a skateboard after hitting somebody with a hatchet in the shin. She will be booked into the King County Jail after her release. The Seattle Police Department did not identify the woman, mother, or son. <laughs> just, just the stuff going on is mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. There's another story, and I'm not going to read it because these things just you, – you have them run around in your head, and after a while, you're like, yeah, I don't really need to – I don't really need to deal with that. But it was on Westlake Avenue North. This is north of downtown Seattle, and it was in the Westlake neighborhood. Good neighborhood, but it's got a lot of violence. You see how I did that? Yeah, it's 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 mostly safe, except you, know, you might get shot. But you know, only on the weekends and at night and during the day, any day that ends in Y. Um, yeah, a guy went went out in the street and he's he hit like five cars, and then somebody else came out and just started beating on him. I mean, we've just got people literally losing their minds or have lost their minds. And they're running around in the streets and everybody's kind of like, ah, it's okay. It's all right. We're all right with this. Yeah. You just got to ignore it. That's, I mean, that's most people's thing. Well, it's a big city. You're going to have some crime. We're going to ignore the numbers going up because that's not a good look. Not good optics for the city. All right. We get that. Yeah, we know we need to refund the police. Damn it. We were so close on that whole defunding thing. And then this, you know, this crime surge came along. Who saw that coming? Nobody. And um, yeah, then the numbers start to come in. And hmm, it appears that we need more police and not fewer. Although we are going to fund some more of the social stuff. But yeah, I think a lot of people are questioning that as well. Because as the violence continues, don't really want to send out an unarmed social worker because sometimes these things just go sideways on their own. Like a woman whacking at somebody's shin with a, with a uh, hatchet and said victim having to defend himself with his handy dandy skateboard. I wonder if he hit her with like the flip kick. Maybe with the axle. Maybe he had one of those grinding things on the axle so you could just do your tricks. 
Those are big pieces of metal because you got to be able to grind for a long time, right? I mean, you watch a lot of Tony Hawk, right? Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for attending. I will catch up with you soon on the next one. Until then, stay safe. We'll talk then. Bye for now. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.